Yo, yo, how are you? How are you getting on? My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess Podcast and you are very welcome and I hope you're having a lovely, gentle day and today is a very special podcast because I am joined by a very talented person. I am actually in absolute awe of this person. Uh, Today I'll be interviewing a wellness coach a life coach, a yogi, a meditation teacher, a personal trainer, someone that's personally always been an absolute rock for me, for me, and also someone I consider a best friend. Um, so I'm joined today by no other than my very own sister, Lisa. He was going to just having a chat today about mental health and wellness and well-being, among other things. So, Lisa. Oh, Jesus, thank you very much, Colm. How are you getting on? Jesus, brilliant. Um, really well. And thank you so much for having me on your podcast. In the headquarters, in the, in the office. <laughs> I feel honoured. Honoured to be asked. Thank You're, you. I'll have the brown envelope sent out <laughs> by my agent. <laughs> With that lovely... Um, Lovely start off mention, thank you. <laughs> so, Lisa, what what does a wellness coach do? Well, basically, for me, I suppose it'd be different for everybody, as there's obviously so many different dimensions to wellness. But for me, I suppose a wellness coach is I suppose just helping to train people to be weller in their lives and to live a better, healthier, and weller life. So we different avenues will be brought into it, but um, basically just improving your health as wellness is a lot of different areas. So just trying to home in what areas you might need to improve on and then working to do that to overall improve your life and, and well-being. So and when you say health, like what are the aspects of health? Well, health would be your mind. Also, health would be your body, and I suppose health would be your mobility. So like, there is a few different dimensions. Before, I think everyone used to think that health was just your daily heart and the workings of the body. And now, I suppose, recent years with all the neuroscience, they've really realized how much your mindset. And obviously, with the massive development and push towards mental health, mm these days i think it's even becoming just more um, and more prevalent that the more you work on your mental health that helps your overall well-being so i like that yeah. I, I also heard someone say as well the aspects of health is is laid out like poise so p-i-e-s which is your physical health your intellectual health your emotional health and your spiritual health and that we should work on these four things every day so, so your physical health is going for a run, your intellectual health is learning something new that you didn't know yesterday, your emotional health is facing your feelings and acknowledging them and not running away from them, and your spiritual health could be meditation or just getting connected with your divine, whatever that may be, or just being mindful of living in the present. Yes, yeah, so that little, sounds good. Little things like that. And whatever so, works for you. And so what, um, what are some simple 
things you would advise people to do that want to like make a make a positive change in their life well i suppose for myself um a lot of it was self-development so um as i know we were talking earlier on but one of the main things that really helped me was journaling so i found um i suppose Luckily now throughout my life, I didn't really, I suffered your average kind of mental health, but I suppose I was, I never suffered from any manic depression. And I suppose luckily to God, I was never kind of suicidal or anything like that. I was more just had a massive fear about getting fat. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather be uh, (laughs) dead and fat. (laughs) It was never kind of killing yourself. It was more obsession about fatness. So uh, skinny alcoholic than fat and sober. (laughs) Exactly, that was my kind of. So I more would have suffered more body image and things like that. Yeah, and suppose food and went through different kind of struggles around that area of I suppose just dealing I'd probably kind of instead of dealing with my, my my emotions I'd more kind of have eat them or not eat them or overtrain them or just overdoing mm. so for me it was just to come more balanced yeah so for me it was kind of looking into every area of my life like like you had mentioned spiritual like you had mentioned obviously learning is big massive for me and training massive like running I suppose is what I done for my whole life running but I suppose it was learning to be able to relax but I would say that the number one thing for me to actually get to learn me and actually instead of just following the crowd and what I am interested in and what I like to do was journaling so journaling would have been a massive turning point in me for my own wellness yeah I like that and like like what you're saying about the journaling and you know I know we were talking about earlier on that a lot of time when we have problems we a lot of time we know the answer to our own problems like if someone's to approach me and ask me my advice or suggesting on something like I'd happily give it to them but my problem is a lot of time we don't practice my own preaching you know what I mean so if I had a problem and it's just going on in my head and it never you never actually solve it if it's just in your head it's only when you write down on a bit of paper that you can see and as you said like if I had a problem and I start explaining that problem to you I'm only telling you things I want you to know so only with the information I give you you're you're going to give me advice based on that information rather than the whole story whereas I know the whole story so I can write that down and and say right this is the best what can I do here because I remember telling the problem to a guy before and he just and the best advice he ever gave me was, was right if I said that problem to you what would you say to me you know what I mean so a lot of time we know the answers to our own kind of difficulties you know what I mean but it's just as flying in our head and we don't spend enough time working on a problem that we're already jumping to the next one or how am we going to pay this bill or how am we going to feckin cook this dinner or how what am I going to say to my boss bro? or you know so it's always we never actually spend enough time one problem to solve it in our minds or jump to one thing to the next to the next rather than just writing it down and saying right this is an action plan I can make to solve this problem rather than keep jumping and jumping and jumping yeah um, I went to another coach I suppose I, I work a lot with though I coach myself I am fairly I always was a trainer and um, from there then I always trained myself and then from there I just got into um, 
mindfulness massively probably the last five years and after the sudden death of my partner I luckily from our own father he was always kind of more into the medication route but I think for me seeing his health problems throughout life I decided I never wanted to go down that route so I always looked for for an alternative Mm. and luckily our mother was actually very much into all the alternative stuff so from an early age I remember my mom bringing me for a reflexology probably when I was 10 and I think that just triggered in my head that there is something else so beginning I probably only started really getting into the fitness in my early 20s and that was literally I went started beauty therapy I hated it and I just thought it'd be cool to say I was a PT (laughs) (laughs) got out of PE my whole life prior to that but I just hit the ground running with it it really suited me I loved classes I loved the job I got job after offer after job offer and it was something I enjoyed doing I was a social person I was good with people but I did obviously say party like a good bit during my 20s and I holidayed a lot and I really enjoyed it but I never really enjoyed it I never really knew what I really wanted I kind of just followed the crowd so for me obviously struggling with the eating difficulty um, I was always lucky that my mum had taught me that there was an alternative and I would never have been afraid to go and speak to someone if I needed to. I would have been fairly good, expressive with my feelings and I suppose I just had a massive, massive passion for anything that was well-being and I kind of just sucked into it. So I started with the fitness, into the running, but I knew that it wasn't enough. Like I knew that there was more and... I suppose the more and more I got into the fitness and the running and then when my partner died suddenly it was such a massive shock. I had a young baby and I just was like right I know I'm not going to go down the route of medication and I didn't want to use my old food disorders to kind of fall back in. So that's when I got that book that I highly recommend to everybody um, Peace in a Frantic World by Mark Williams. And I started meditating um, daily. And from that, I got into going to lots of different mindfulness courses, practices, listening to Ajahn Ram, that monk. I listened to his stuff. I just stopped watching TV. Any time I had free, was just obsessed with listening to, to podcasts or anything learning or anything that's going to calm me and relax me. And then... As I got the years kind of went on, I realized it was actually mindset Mm. and how important that, yeah, I could be like, I probably was at my slimmest and my most unhappiest during that suppose grieving process. And that's what made me really think because it was all I ever wanted to be was this really slim person with a six pack. And I'd gotten there and I didn't have that fulfillment. So I knew it was more and I knew it was within my mind. So the more I learned about the mind and the more I learned about kind of how you can train yourself to believe anything, why not train it to be better and to be good and to see better and true meditation and true mindset, your world can just open up. And I suppose since then, my my world, thankfully, and I've been blessed, has just been getting better and better. And I want to dedicate the rest of my life 
to luckily I have two beautiful boys which I also want to dedicate my life to but I want a bit of it (laughs) (laughs) it's just the housework and the cooking (laughs) when I hire a cleaner and a chef (laughs) but um, I just want to dedicate my life to I suppose helping people like in the corporate industry or in just the average Joe Soaps or just training them about mindset and about wellness and about meditation because I suppose seeing the difficulties and struggles with mental health and it's just that people don't have the self-belief or they and they can change their story at any time. Mm. So for me, the reason I'm getting into this role is that I just want to benefit others and help to teach them how much their life can improve when they just simply change their thinking and maybe eat a little bit better, maybe do a bit of training, maybe listen to a bit of meditation, maybe take a few breaks. Maybe it's okay to buy yourself a new outfit. Mm. Simple changes and that will hopefully make you a little bit better. Yeah, I love that. You know, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Amazing. You know, you know and it is all, it's all about perspective. And it's, like, it's even about, it's not about the situations around us, you know, it's how we, we process that information and our perspective, like, you know what I mean? 100%. And, you know, it's all about, like, what, like, what's the next best thing I can take from this? Like, what's the lesson? You know, will I, if I fail at something or I don't get something? You know, there's a lesson in that, you know what I mean? What's the positive I can take from this? And you, you talk about, you know, going to, the pain of having an eating disorder or excessive exercise and you know it was true that that you found peace you know that you found the solution or a formula that works for you through the mindfulness and the meditation and the self-work and the self-growth yeah because i'd ran i remember that year and i'd ran the i'd gotten my body to the shape i wanted it in i had ran the half marathon and like an hour and 45 I'd raised like say over 12,000 for uh, console and I just still didn't feel like any better like mm. and I thought something outside of myself was going to give me that peace and joy and I thought like the more things I did like the mental holidays I went on the mental hikes the mental walks the mental different places I went to and even especially during COVID it's really stuck out to me that I don't need to go all these places and like I'd be a doer where some people maybe can just sit at home and feel I'd be more the opposite I'd be do 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 and I thought that that would bring me happiness that would bring me joy but now like if I just take some time to relax and to sit and breathe or to journal out my tears and to face reality because I think for me it was either bleak or absolutely completely positive Hmm. there wasn't like it a middle ground to just be human and to to validate our experience and it's okay to have down days and learning i think a biggest learning for me is a lot of times that if i do have days that my energy's a little bit off i'm usually just tired Hmm. and it's just that pick me up that i need or maybe i've eaten a little bit too much sugar Hmm. like it's not an all or nothing mindset yeah and I think that I remember hearing a girl telling me this one day and it stuck in my mind. If there's an area you continue to make the same mistakes in, you genuinely need support mm. and you need somebody to step in. And I think in my life that 
Uh, I was lucky when I did go through the phase of the eating disorder, I found Marino Institution. Or in, institution, I'm saying that wrong. Institute. institute. <laughs> Marino Institute. And they had a brilliant uh, <laughs> weekly kind of a group that I went to. And thank God I never had to go to an institution yet. <laughs> I'd be saying yes. Yeah. Highly qualified for the padded cell. <laughs> yeah. But I suppose during my doing, I did manage to get loads of qualifications under my belt that I'm very grateful for. And I do have a lot of medals through my fitness that I am very grateful for. So though I look back and I think, hey, the hell did I do all that? Like, I suppose at least I did put a positive twist on the feelings I was feeling. I just kept go, 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 going. Mm. So, yeah, now I'm, I do less, but I achieve more. I like that, yeah. And you said there as well, like just keeping it simple, you know, catering for your, your general health needs, you know, just like that one halt, you know, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and, you know, I wondered, like, if I'm feeling, like, I remember a few months ago there, when the lockdown first started, I was feeling really anxious all the time, like, I didn't know why, and I didn't know was it because of the lockdown, like, I was shivering with anxiety and fear, okay. and I didn't know was it because of the lockdown, or was it because of coronavirus, and I didn't know, and I remember talking to one of the lads about it, and he said, God, like, how like, much coffee you're drinking and I was like oh no since the lockdown started and the coffee shops closed okay. the, I bought this French press okay. to, and it was I must have been drinking about two or three litres of coffee a day okay. and I was riddled with anxiety because of the coffee and sometimes it's a simple answer like something yeah. like am I drinking too much coffee am I sleeping enough am I overthinking about things you know what I mean is my diet off am I not like, out in fresh air enough I'm gonna exercise. You know, sometimes it's simple answers to like what my problem is. Like, you know what I mean? If I'm feeling a bit off, sometimes. Yeah, like a lot of the times, it's like, like that. Have you drank enough water? Like, are you hungry? Are you tired? Like, it's not always a ma- And I think, actually, I remember doing it with you a while ago. I think from the coaching qualification that I did, I was lucky enough that um, I do try and source something that has good reviews and even if it i don't believe in i believe that stuff maybe costs a bit more money because of the energy so it can be better so i actually psg it's a brilliant coaching qualification i did but they did actually a wellness wheel with us and like we're all need to be balanced so our body's trying to create like homeostasis it's called Mm. which is balance and it can be simple things like that you know, might might not realize that just puts you completely out of sync, and it's learning your values um every day. And if you aren't sticking to your values, that's when generally, like I would have probably burnt out a lot when I was working as a PT and I was a swimming teacher, and then I had the boys and I was studying. I kind of noticed every probably three or four months I could hit a wall for a week where I either get sick or might need to take a week off work. And now that doesn't happen to me anymore because now, even today, when we went for this big hike up in the mountains in Connemara. 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 Usually I would not stop until I got to the top of that mountain. And Connor, my little lad, could have been screaming and shouting and he would have been dragged up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Today I was able to stop and say... This is a leisurely walk. 
Like, mm. I don't need to kill myself and it's get so the job true, back. It's like, <laughs> my, my, my ego is a lot fitter than my body. Like, you know, yeah. I, I want to go, go, go. My, my ankle, my knees could be in bits, but I'm like, no, I need to finish this run or do whatever I'm doing. You know what I'm learning? That rest is a massive part massive. of my well-being. Stillness and rest. Yeah, and I think it's, everyone is different. Like, some people might know they're sitting on the couch too much and they're not doing enough. Other people, like myself, will overdo stuff. And I honestly believe that, like, it's the likes of overdoing stuff that can trigger you into your burnout. And, Mm. like, that's when you're going to end up getting sick. And that's when it's going to affect your adrenal glands. And that's when you're going to crave a lot more sugar. And that's when you're going to crave a lot more coffee. Mm. So it's... It's learning to know you. Yeah. To me, is one of the biggest secrets of well-being. Yeah, that's true. Like, and I find that um, the more tired I am, the more exhausted I am, the more I crave crap food, or the more I'll, I'll do more, or I'll make a bad decision just because I'm off and I'm exhausted, rather than just sitting down and resting. And I've seen this quote by, by Jay Shetty recently, and he said, like, our, our energy is a lot like a mobile phone. You know, when a mobile, except the difference is that when a mobile phone is, is, is our power, it goes dead. Whereas we don't, we keep going until we actually break. And it's only when we break that we learn to rest. Yeah, 100%. And like I can honestly say, I suppose, from my life experiences, I think in a way that I'm blessed that I had such a kind of tragic kind of thing happen to me so young that it kind of sent me into kind of a weird awakening, mm. like into how precious life is. Mm. And then from having to learn to manage yourself, like self-management is the key to success. From you learning self-management and from your well-being and seeing how better your life can be Mm. by you taking them breaks Mm. and by you allowing yourself to have a coffee or to buy a coffee and sit down, by you not having to plan out your day so busy that like you're literally going to bed and falling down and are you even getting any enjoyment out of that like why is it as a human species we're led to believe in the western world that the more we do the better we are Mm. when i don't know where especially for me if you've seen from covid maybe just how happy you can be in a little simpler more peaceful lifestyle yeah 100 yeah because they say like rest is like any training like rest is a third you know third training so a third training third rest and a third of um just your diet as well yeah, 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 and I think if you're not rested enough, you generally won't be able to eat the healthier food because you're tired, you're going to be craving more sugars. But it's not, I used to only think it was about food and training. And it's only the last kind of probably since I've really gotten, I feel so much better in myself that I realized, and I'd see people eating sugary food and be like, how can they do that? Because for me, it was either healthy, <laughs> there was no in-between. Mm. Where now, since I'm learning, yeah, I when I'm resting, I'm full of myself, I'm full of energy, I can have that half bit of cake and that's it. It doesn't have to be completely taken out of my life. And I suppose what I'm trying to do now is, like, I'm hoping from, well, I don't know when now with the COVID thing, but hoping to get a role in, in a corporate company because I want to help all the kind of so many of my friends that are all trying to get out of corporate and uh, they can't manage it because 
in the last 10 years, um, I think it's 12 years now it could be, but YouTube has been invented. So before then, say you initiated an idea from a beginning to them actually initiating into the workplace, it used to take 10 years and now it only takes one year. So burnout and mental health is a massive reason that people, companies are having to take pay out for HR. So I'm hoping now that, that my my um, I suppose reason for me working towards this with the mindfulness course, with the working, studying all the health store and the supplements and the mindset stuff and the coaching that I want to try now and go into a corporate setting and mm. work to help all the people like struggling maybe silently. Yeah, 100%. And like, when you bring that back to like you, you talk a lot about values, and I think sometimes when people burn out, is that their their values are off. That rather than the values being well being, it's more about how can I earn more money, or how can I get a better salary, or how can I get approval of my boss, or how can I work more hours. But they're not catering for the well being in their life. They're just trying to walk, 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 walk. Yeah. you know and are they truly happy you know just walking and it's not about quitting going from job to job to job to find out which one makes you happy and more so it's a relationship with our job that we make this job our all or nothing it's it's who we are it's our identity it's our self-worth and if we get a, a, a tap off the boss we're doing great but if we get a silent hello we're doing terrible and our, you know so we can depend too much on our job you know and, and can affect our mental health rather say right if kind of get my find out what my values are and cater for them and pick up healthy cope mechanisms and tools as well so we can maintain a healthy relationship with me and maintain a healthy relationship with my job as well so them panic attacks or them anxiety attacks or just go 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 into your job like like a lot like you look Monday to Friday you fly out and work the week and then you're probably out with your friends or you're doing stuff that you can't do during the week and then you're back into work at the on a Monday like are we ever truly resting like no and I think that's the key the good sleep and then obviously how to, stress is not bad for you it's how you manage it and I suppose. An important thing is ensure that you do something that you enjoy. So if you figure out what your values are kind of early enough and you kind of make sure that you stem your career around that, that's what would be most helpful for you to grow and to learn. And I think a lot of people do do that. And a lot of people know what their interests are. And obviously we change. We change mm. all the time. So like you could have went into a, certain, a specific role and loved that. But as time's gone on and you've grew a different one would suit you better so it can be little tweaks in people's like you said they're not getting enough sleep or maybe they need to focus a little bit on getting outdoors a little bit more or maybe they're doing too much of something at the weekend that mightn't be standing to them but I think it's what I'll be doing um as a well-being coach is I suppose finding the answers from within them mm. and finding out their values and getting them to initiate them as simple as like I remember when I was going through the course myself spaciousness was one of them so I know every day I even just need a half an hour by myself so it's simple little things that you just need to initiate into your daily practice so and how would someone go about finding out what their values are um well there is a few tools actually a couple of videos on YouTube that you could follow that will speak through and tell you how to find them 
But um, the number one thing is you're trying to realize what annoys you about people. So say for instance, I know it's but what triggers you. So when you're most triggered. Mm-hmm. So say for instance, different things trigger certain people. So I'm trying to think for myself. Um, I know that one of my triggers or one of my values is wellness. So for instance, it might trigger me, say if, trying to think how would I explain this the most clearly to find out so yeah one of my triggers will be security as well so I know within my job I need to feel secure so say for instance how would I explain so honesty honesty would be a good one if you know that somebody's a liar and one of your values within you is honesty and you know that this person's particularly lying and it's it's particularly firing in you and firing in your system to figure out your values can usually take a couple of weeks. But if I was you, I'd start off by just being aware of what what you find you like about a person and maybe what you don't like with different people in your life. Mm-hmm. And that can kind of lead you to believe what values might be working for you. Like for me, I know my number one value is wellness. My second value would probably be security, like as if I like to feel secure. So maybe within where I'm living, maybe within my finances, I always like to be secure and make sure I have enough there. Um, another one for me, obviously, as I said, so that means I know every day I'd probably need to do some sort of training. So my wellness, that would be, meditation would be into that, exercise would be into that, I suppose eating well would be into that, security would be making sure that I suppose I have enough money to pay all the bills, making sure I have a little bit of savings, making sure that I have enough coming in. Then the next one may be a little bit of faith and self-trust. So that would be ensuring that I can trust myself and that um, my faith may be that I just believe everything is going to be okay. So I know that that's my values just through being able to be aware of... um, different areas in my life of people that would annoy me people that I what I like in people and it took me probably a month or two to kind of realize what my values were but there's really good tools through the coaching um through the coaching kind of work that we do that kind of helps to pull it out of you a lot easier okay I like that yeah I like what you said about finding what annoys you in people I remember listening to this monk speaking and uh, he said you can you can measure your spiritual condition on the amount of arseholes you meet in a day yes <laughs> which essentially means that if you meet a real person in the shop and then you're stuck in a traffic jam and then your colleagues are annoying you and then your girlfriend is annoying you or your kids are annoying you or your dog's annoying you or your fucking girlfriend's blinking too loud you know it's like usually it's your own tolerance is off it's not actually them and usually it's your stuff. Yeah, you're trying to see what you don't want. So like, for instance, say if you were maybe decided that you didn't want to have any more children and maybe you see a baby in the street and it kind of makes you kind of not cringe. But you're, that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with the baby. It's just an indicator of what you're not looking for. Mm. So is that same with your values. Like say, for instance, if you've seen someone taking a lot of pictures for Instagram and you notice that that's, irritating you that would just that's a sign to indicate what you do not want in your life Mm, so that would just show that that would not suit you Mm. so that's kind of indicating what you find is good for you it doesn't mean that it's wrong 
for them. Do you understand? I love that. And then, like, if it, if it was the opposite way, though, if you if you're jealous, you envy someone where they are. Is that to say that's where you want to be? Hundred percent. So jealousy is an indicator of what you're looking to, what you want in your life. So you should be celebrating it. So a good way to change your mindset on jealousy is, so say for instance, if it was a really secure relationship you wanted and you've seen a loving couple walking down the road, instead of thinking, oh Jesus Christ, look at them, like I'll never get that, poor me, and they've all this and I've not that. No, that's just an indicator, like you could walk down the road and see that couple and have just come out of a 15 year relationship and say, oh Jesus, you wouldn't want to go near a relationship where a different person could be looking at that saying that that's what they want. So that's so through you seeing something that kind of triggers jealousy in you is an indicator of what you want in your life. I like that. Because we all want something different. I like that. So yeah, it's giving you, and you celebrate that. And the more you celebrate it, the higher vibe you're going to feel. Even through the yoga, we learn that, that, that like you having resentment is like drinking poison. So it's the same with the more you're celebrating and being well and feeling well in yourself, the more high vibration you're going to be, the more high vibration you're going to attract and the more high vibration you're going to feel. Mm, I like that. And I heard someone say, you know, resentment is like you having, it's like you you drinking the poison and hoping the other person dies. Like, you know what I mean? Exactly. And a lot of times if you look at resentments and if you look at it, it doesn't mean you have to let the person back into your life. But you can forgive them and actually see it from their point of view and let it go. And I think it, it clears them energy blocks. So true coaching as well, we do a lot of healing work mm. and are doing a lot of, um, actually currently at the moment, I'm actually working with an American relationship coach and we're doing a lot of forgiveness work during the COVID. And I feel like as if I'm 50 times lighter, just releasing and working through all that stuff and just letting it go. I like that. And so, um, what's what's the best advice you'd give for relationships now? Because obviously, through like wellness and, and being a life coach, like a lot in life, like a massive part of our relationship. You know, um, like what advice would you give for relationships? Like what's if, what's always up for you? If I'm honest, I suppose, though I'd feel as if I'd have a lot of like wellness and well-being and kind of training and my positive mindset stuff would be a lot where I thrive. Relationships, that's why I suppose I actually am touching base with relationship coaches at the moment with myself because it is an area where I have to work on myself. So though it's only an area I'm growing in at the moment, um, I suppose I wouldn't feel as if I'm at the top of my confidence <laughs> list for giving advice you have experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but what I suppose um if I was giving some advice within relationships it would probably be just to really listen to the other person and um the good thing my coach always taught me in college was that you might not know it but you will pal around and f- you'll feel most comfortable with people that have the same values as you. So you've set value pill and I've set value pill. You might not know your, your value pill, but automatically you'll feel more comfortable around the people that you have the same values as. But when you actually feel uncomfortable around certain people, it doesn't mean that they're right or you're wrong. 
it just means that you probably don't suit that person because you might not have matching values. Your core values, when you when you pal around with people or date people that have set values and core values and beliefs that match you, you will feel so comfortable with them. When you're with people that you don't feel comfortable with, you don't feel relaxed with, it means that you don't actually have set and matched values. So it just means you're better off actually associating with people that would have matching values as you. So as in for me, one of mine would obviously be wellness. So me hanging around with people that would probably like eat a lot of chippers every day and drink alcohol every day and maybe, I don't know, say smoke a lot. They'd probably look at me thinking I was fucking nuts. <laughs> and where, you know, me, them, if I wasn't at a stage that I know, no, there's nothing wrong with them because that's what they could need in their life. I just know that my number one value is wellness. So I probably do their head in just like they do my head in because it just means that you, you, you match with people through values. And that really helped me. That was one of the main I suppose things that made me feel like, cause I always tried not to judge and though automatically my brain at times would go into judgment. I kind of feel like, like, you know, well, should I not hang around this person or say throughout life as I grew and changed and I mightn't fit in with my same group of friends or same group of people? Not everyone. I still have a lot of the same friends, but I kind of feel like, what's wrong with me? Why? But now since I learned that, Lisa, these are your values and you'll fit with these people. Does it mean that there's anything wrong with them? Does it mean that there's anything wrong with you? It basically just means that you fit with the people that you match the values and it made so much sense for me. It's just a light bulb moment in my head. I like that. I really do. So, so what advice, just going to move on to mental health. So what's the best advice you give to someone to improve their mental health? Well, I first think you just need to kind of figure out what areas that you need to work on. So I found that wellness wheel really beneficial. So, You'd write down everything that you feel you need in your daily life to make you feel well. And then you'd kind of do an indicator from one to 10 of where you were at today. And that's a real kind of strong, powerful kind of indicator of where you may need to improve. So obviously sleep and stress management trying to keep the stress as low in your life as possible would be my two kind of kind of throw out in your face ones. But that wellness wheel, I think, is a massive indicator to show people what areas they need to improve. I love that, yeah. Kind of just kind of put their aim and bit what they want to, what their values are and help them kind of understand what, yeah. what they should be targeting and maybe make an action plan. Because sometimes you can get lost. We're kind of going aimlessly about our day or about our goals and when we kind of can wake up and see every day like this is my goal this is my value this is what i can work towards today and you feel that your day is a bit more purposeful and meaningful then yeah and you know what reach out and get some in whatever area it is you are struggling reach out and if you meet one person um like especially after martin had just died I suppose I attended a couple of different places at for like supposed to maybe I went to counselling, I joined Reiki's, I joined a group. Like it's one thing might not suit you, but don't be afraid to change it and try something else. There's so many areas to wellness. There's so many areas to improve your mental health. 
Some people jump in the sea. Some people train. Some people join a um, meditation group. Some people join a um, yoga group. Some like some people might even just watch football. Like there is so many different things for you to try. Reach out. Try different things and get support. And for myself, when I suppose I was going through um, patches in my life that I was kind of struggling through things, it's very hard for you to know. You're so confused. But just trust me. And the more, once you get the right either person or place or thing that works for you, it, it will improve. Think, like life is changeable. It's going to be like a ring of goods and bads. And I suppose the more the more tools you get in and the more things you realize what helps to improve your wellness, the quicker that you pull yourself back out of that set cycles of low energy and the better it will improve your mental health. I like that, yeah. If nothing changes, nothing changes. If I keep doing the same patterns and doing the same things over and over, I'll get the same result. And I think it was... Albert Einstein that said the the definition of insanity or madness I can't remember is doing the same thing and expecting different results yeah and like I've done that (laughs) I can't lie like I might like even with my journaling and I'd write down what I did well what I do differently and what I'd give myself what I learned about Lisa and like sometimes the do differently thing could could be wrote down a fair few times, but you do get it. Yeah, you do. And sometimes the lessons can be painful. And it's that old analogy of how many times we need to touch the hob until we learn a lesson. And, you know, with me, look, I'm not a slow learner. I'm a quick forgetter. And okay. I forget quickly how hot the hob is. And I need to touch it about 200 times <laughs> to be sure, to be sure, to be sure, to be sure. <laughs> but I do learn. And learn, look at yeah. you, Colm, like you're, you've gone from a wild child <laughs> a wild, a wild <laughs> to a sober mess. So went from a drunken mess to a fat mess to a sober mess. Uh, you're still here to tell the tale. <laughs> I just want to be a mess. <laughs> That's all. You're not a mess. Oh, yes. a, a spiritual mess. That's me. That's me, aim. A spiritual mess. Um, but, um, so, and you've also recently engaged in sea dips oh how, freezing, you know. getting in the big ishka how uh tell us how have you found this i am loving it i suppose because i I, tr- I tried to do um triathlons before and i'd signed up for it and i am actually a swimming teacher as well so sea dipping should have been no bother to me <laughs> but i you would have been asking <laughs> did you, you tell me that you were a lifeguard that couldn't swim from yeah. no I could <laughs> I raised that now <laughs> no I am a lifeguard and I can't swim but I only learned to swim later in life so I only actually learned to swim when I was on maternity leave with Kevin Connor and for my job in the gym I was in um, I had to do a lifeguard course to be able to come a swimming teacher, we had to actually go down the swimming route. And I learned to swim within, I think, two months, but I had to swim every day and it nearly killed me. So I wasn't, even though I would count myself as a swimmer in the pool, in the sea, it was more of a fear of being at my depth. So getting into the sea, when I had trained for the triathlon and I knew I could run, I could cycle, 
and I was training loads in the pool. And then I suppose once I hit the sea and the waves and the je- thinking the jellyfish, I just was hmm. terrified. But one day during lockdown, um, when I was running in Dunleary, I've been blessed to be getting to run in Dunleary with the extra time I've been having. I've been loving it. I just decided to get into the sea for dips. And I noticed I was coming home then and doing the homeschooling. But I swear to God, I n- I'm not going to just say it that since I'm doing it, I'm not every day now, but I'm a lot more calm. I'm a lot more relaxed during the homeschooling. And I do feel a lot more grounded. So as I suppose I am wellness coach, I'm trying to experience all the different avenues of wellness, but it would definitely be put in my well-being bank. Love it. <laughs> on your wellness board, or your wellness yeah. wheel. Oh yeah, it's on, it's on the wheel. It's on the wheel. As it works for the me. wheel of fortune. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Yeah, it is that things, it's the natural remedies. And, and you touched on earlier about finding all those natural remedies. And, and from something so that's many. so into like natural remedies, what... Um, what what would you recommend? What like naturally walk into a health shop now? What should I look out for? Well, as I said before, we all are different, and I did learn from the health store that one thing could work massively for me and not for somebody else. But B complex is massive. B complex boosts your mood, especially the Quest um fifty to one hundred, um hundred if you're really low and f- struggling to kind of get around the 100s are massive but the b the b b complex brilliant magnesium and again doesn't work for everybody but magnesium baths i'm the type that i need stuff to give me picks pick me ups i don't really like to be made to feel relaxed but um i have magnesium baths i find that great when i'm training loads Um, and also i'm taking magnesium at night it's great for your sleep and as i said Sleep is one of the most important things for your well-being. So if you're struggling to sleep, I would definitely recommend the magnesium. That's what I would take. And obviously you can't go wrong if you're having a bit of trouble with the gut to be on the probiotics are really good and the fish oils. I love that. Okay. But remember, in the health store, bar needing to get um, a prescription for having like uh, like an antibiotic that you actually have and um, nearly everything you can get in the health store mm. will kind of, that's a natural remedy will help to improve the situation that's it. What's the so what did the caveman <laughs> do before uh, boots came along yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, okay i love it okay elise thanks a million for coming on and just to put the word out there if if you're uh, any Lisa does life coaching, wellness coaching. She does a yo. She's a yogi, meditation. She's a meditation teacher. Um, if you're in part of a, a business and you're like Lisa's coming and do a talk or maybe do some meditation or some yoga or if you're looking for any advice yourself, Lisa can be found at the wellness. Is it the wellness? The well being queen. The well being queen. The well being queen. Instagram and it's Lisa Doolan. Uh, if you want to get any more information or questions off Lisa, you can give her a buzz. Um, so Lisa, good and more good. Thank you. Thank so you much very for much me. Uh, for coming on and having the chats. And uh, I love you very much. You're huh? a very good sister to me. Very good. Thank you. Thank you.
very good uh, except when Christmas comes around and <laughs> I just get the scratch cards what's <laughs> your luck um, okay we'll leave it at that I hope everyone has a lovely gentle day and you live in the present and you're riddled with self love and self compassion for yourself and for others and if anyone has any questions or if there's anything brought up during this podcast uh, reach out to myself Colin Doolin or my sister as well who's who, who I interviewed today Lisa Doolin um, they say you're never more than five foot away from a Doolin there is <laughs> there's a lot of us around so uh, thanks everyone for listening and uh, go to Marigold bye